And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Would you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. In honor of Black History Month. Black History Month. In 2012, I wrote a book called Boxcar to Boardroom. I had no idea that I'd be standing here one In fact, when I wrote Boxcar, I did it for my daughter. My daughters don't have to know what happened in my life. And the boardrooms had me thinking, how can a person come from a railroad boxcar with 13 other people end up overseeing billion-dollar corporations? And I begin to appreciate only in America. This is a great country. I wanted my kids to know this. And know that process. I had the blessing of playing at the University of Illinois. Greatest school in the, the world. The University of Illinois. I had the good fortune to play for two of the greatest basketball teams in the, the world. Harlem Globetrotters. And I played briefly for a makeup team, the New York Tuck Papers. The New York Tuck And I thought... For these blessings, I've got to make the best of it. While playing with the Harlem Globetrotters, I traveled to 105 countries. Imagine this, from the railroad boxcar. I'm walking the streets of London with Prince Charles. We're giving conferences to bankers. Come from that boxcar with 13 people. I find myself in South Africa, spending time with Nelson Mandela. And quoting him in speeches as I traveled around. I go to Hazel O'Leary to China. And we're in Beijing talking about district heating. How to conserve energy. And I go on and on and say, how does a young person of color from a boxcar who thinks himself as a ball player end up influencing our society. And it tells me, it tells me we all are part of a very powerful game. Powerful game. my dad read that I was on six Fortune 500 boards of directors, he said, you know, you're like the Black Forest Gump. You're like the Black Forest Gump. <laughs> like dad. But he went on to say, he said, you know, people from every walk of life have helped my son accomplish a lot. And I wonder the night what he's thinking as he listens to me stand up here and stumble through this damn speech tonight. I'm concerned about our country. I don't think we'll endure if we don't cast the indifference, cast the, the hatred, and the bigotry away. And I wonder tonight what he's thinking as he listens to me stand up here and stumble through this damn speech tonight. But I feel good about it. I feel good about my dad. I feel good about the life I've lived. I feel good about the contributions that have been made. And I feel good the fact that I've been associated with this great game of basketball. Now, as I move to the next steps in my life, I farm this humanities center in Southern Illinois for the purpose of the getting, purpose people, of to getting talk people to talk and get a sense of urgency Well, how important it is for us to get along, communicate with each other, communicate with each other, and do as we do in basketball. You pull together as a team. You try to win, in our case, life or saving the planet by being one species, the human species. In honor of Black History Month. Black History Month. Oh, I wasn't using that. Shall I use that? Is it better? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If you have one, don't. You have yeah, one. I do. If I do. I got two, but, okay. but the shirt, the shirt mic is kind of confusing. I don't know how to use it. You gotta, you gotta plug it into your laptop. You're not using the shore. Well, I mean, it's, it's done. I've used it for the other parts of the past. So I can just use that right now. Which shore is it? This one? Seven? The one we have? This one? Marcus, look at Marcus's. 
Yeah. But I don't know how to set it up. That's right here. Oh, okay. Okay. How long? Um, have you have you never set it up before? Or you... No, I tried to, but this shit was confusing. So I was, I got okay, it's the plug. It's over here. <laughs> I got I got two mics. I, I can use the Yeti. The Yeti works just fine. Use the Yeti. If, if that's if that's easy, I don't want you right. to take twenty five minutes. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. We're gonna talk about why plugging put, it in I mean, put, is put slot A into I mean, not I might B. Just keep no, it. no it's, it's fine. I just I, I was wondering if that's what the mic sounded like, and it's not. It's the, your it's no. your Mac. It sounds yeah. fine. I, I, okay. I'll make it sound good. I can hear you. Okay, okay. So yeah, the headphones. As long as you have the headphones, that's what's key, so that you don't get the feedback. Okay, so afterwards you can show me how to do that. Yeah, because the sure got an app or something like that. It was um, no, you don't need the app. No, you don't need the app. You just but oh, you no. need a, bro, You just plug it in. That's just it. Just plug it in. But you need you need an in. adapter plug to plug into your Mac. Yeah, I have that. I okay, got that shit. if you got that, then you, you should you could be you should. Okay, be my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> put two droplets of blood in there though, <laughs> <laughs> and some hair from uh, the next door God. neighbor. <laughs> all, right, all right, whatever. Wait, so Marcus, yeah, you're gone. I am rolling. Been rolling the whole yeah, time. Been rolling, yeah. All righty. All right, all right. <clears throat> Let's bring DA into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comet is. As Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs and it's like the bullshit and the braggadocio. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> And then yeah. it got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. And Marcus Thompson. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content yeah. and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing at him. Hoops adjacent. Welcome to Hoops. Five, four, we have ignition. And it is another edition of Hoops adjacent. Hey, And welcome to another edition of Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldridge in cold, cold D.C. this morning, this afternoon, in the Bay, Marcus Thompson. Marcus, team, team, how should I put this? Team Lightskin is back. <laughs> team Lightskin is back. <laughs> they are killing again. It's all good. Everything is good with the Warriors now. I don't know. They the Memphis is coming. <laughs> Team grind is coming. They they got they got well, somebody breathing down their neck. So yeah, that's true. That's true. But it was great. It was so good to see Clay just just back. I, I was so excited watching that game. Just watching him make you know throwing bombs last four in the fourth quarter of that game with the Lakers the other night. And I gotta imagine it was it was it was lit in the arena. Just just seeing him back to where. I, you know, I think everybody wondered if he'd ever get back to that level again. You know how, like, uh, when you see something, you got a youngster and you see him and you'd be like, oh, man, you taller, right? And then you yeah. see him again a little later and be like, man, how'd you get so tall? That's like Chase. Chase is growing up, man. Like, we had yeah. a couple moments. And that, that clay game, that was another yeah. moment. It's like, man, y'all growing up so fast. It was, right? yo, it was kind of lit in Chase. It was like, okay. <laughs> It was. It yeah, is like right. this. Yeah. This some rare Oracle vibes here. Like right. it, it, it went down. You know. You exactly. know. We gotta say though. You know. We gotta say da. Yeah. And this should be. You know. People should know about this because they too could take advantage. Michael Thompson comes on the show and his son goes off. I'm just That's saying. 
That's a good point. He got a hoops adjacent bump. That's all I'm saying. You know like, what I'm saying? I think we got to start. Mo- we got to start monitoring that. And he was there. That come he on. got to watch his son. Like that, he hadn't seen go. Clay play in years in person. Damn, so that's true. That's but, true. Yeah, right. And Clay goes off. Hits goes off in the fourth quarter. Hits 33. Hoops like Jason that. does something for your life. Uh, our, our guests yeah, should know like about that. that. All right, all right. In the future, so so our guest this week is your stories are going to be better than ever, Kelly Eagle. <laughs> oh man, you about to get all the access. You, you about get to some go Pulitzer's down. up in this joint. <laughs> <laughs> he don't he don't need the bump though. He already a star. That's true. That's, That's true. Welcome back, youngin. What's happening? What's good, OGs? It's a pleasure, man. It's been a minute since I've been on the show. I know y'all it's been, been a minute. Y'all, y'all been killing it. Y'all been killing it. I want to stay tuned. You know what y'all guys got going on. So, look, I, Kelly, I want to give. I want us both to get our flowers and take our victory lap because we called this hard and think about fourteen months ago. We wrote that yes, story sir. saying Meek Mill and Michael Rubin won him in Philly. So. Yes, sir. Yay us. <laughs> People thought it was crazy, but right? I mean, don't ever doubt. Don't ever doubt DA. Don't ever doubt, you know, young system. So you already know. So yes, hold sir. on. So hold on. Uh, how does the ecosystem celebrate his righteousness and his accuracy? I, I, like what? I went, I went to Can- I went to Cancun. So. There you go. Hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate me to see what happens when you do with your Pulitzer. Where you going in? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, just clear the airport out. No, but it was good. I took a little trip. Me and my me and my girlfriend just took a little trip to get away after the busy trade deadline week. I just needed to you know, decompress. I hope you got through it better than I did when I went to Cancun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not have a good time in Cancun. What'd you say? <laughs> No, no, the hotel was fine. I just had some medical issues just crop up while I was down there. Oh, oh that's the worst. That's the worst. You're supposed to be chilling. And you so, get, I, yeah, so yeah, bad. so we went to the spot, and I was like, I'm trying to be careful. I'm bringing a bottle of water, blase, blase. And the guy, we go to the spot, and the guy says, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, just give me a Coke. Just give me a Coke. Just give me a Coke. And he put it, he drew the Coke in, and I forgot he had ice cubes in the, in the glass. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say no more than that. All I know is I watched a lot of TV that week. It was a week Princess Diana died in a car crash. <laughs> so I was watching oh, man, CNN. You went, oh, I spent my whole that. week in Cancun watching Cancun CNN coverage. <laughs> man, I thought he went Dude, like a million years six months ago. About, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but back in 87, right? Like back in 1914. <laughs> man, I walked to Cancun in right the snow started. with no shoes on. <laughs> when, I, when I was your age, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn, man, that's great. oh that's my hilarious. god oh my god all right kelly so you got the you got the uh well I don't, i'm not sure what to call what the what the rockets did at the trade deadline because the one guy i was sure was going to get traded in this league was eric gordon i was like there is no way in hell eric gordon right. gonna be on the rockets by the end right. by the end of the trade deadline so they made like a real couple of minors i, I don't want to say minor because everybody who gets traded is important but you know they got they brought uh, Schroeder in for uh, Daniel Tice, and I can't even remember. I might have done another smaller deal, but I was surprised they didn't do more. Were you? No, I, I was at first, and as the days go on between now and the deadline, you, you do kind of flip back and forth and seeing are they going to make another move? Are they going to move Eric Gordon? Can something get done with John Wall? What about Christian Wood? But the sense I always got from the beginning, and I put this out there, was you know while there have been teams that did call about. Christian Wood, you know, Eric Gordon. And there were teams up until the deadline, you know, teams like Miami, teams like Minnesota, you know, the Lakers. All those teams were involved. But unless it was a deal that actually 
blew them out of the water, they were going to be fine hanging on to those guys. And Eric Gordon, he makes the most sense, obviously, to have been moved because of the contract, because of the age, and because of, you know, the Rockets have, as of as of, as of of late, they've tried to put their vets in, in good positions, like Tucker, like, like James, like DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so you thought Eric Gordon was going to be next, but they didn't get the deal that, that they wanted. And it seems like, you know, they're very fine and very content with having him help those young guys between now and the end of the season. Now in the off season, I, I could definitely see a deal getting done for him probably around draft night. And this makes the most sense. Um, then there'll be a year off the books. It's like a two year deal. It's like an expiring because the, the last year is non guaranteed. I mean, it's a team, 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 team option. Um, so I do think that he'll get moved eventually, but I think as of now, the same deals that you could see at the deadline, you probably will see on draft night because teams get to a different level of desperation on draft night. If something's there, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of has more value than, you know, taking a late first. Um, if you can get a proven scoring veteran in Eric Gordon. So, um, as far as he's concerned, I, I kind of see why he didn't move. Now, if this happens again in the offseason, now nah, it's a problem. But I think for now, it's okay that he stuck around. Now, now Kelly, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm one who gets gassed by videos of dudes working out. And I see them and I'm like, okay, you better watch out, right? You better watch <laughs> out. He looking good right. on his IG video. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how crazy I am for getting hype about John Wall and were you surprised that? That he stayed because he looking a little slim. He's looking quick. He's looking slim. His That's jumper. His what? <laughs> what? Let's go. <laughs> that, that he, John, John's in great shape. Like he had to leave, go back to Miami, go be with his family, go work out. You know, at the gyms down there, and he's ready. Like that whole situation is crazy to me. Like just we haven't heard from him since uh, media day. Yeah. That was, and he's still on the roster, and and I get it. Like. They want to find a good spot for him and the whole thing with the Lakers and, and Russell and the first that didn't get done. But I don't know. It just feels like everything that was supposed to be you know, how the season was going to go for them, it's not going like that. Like, he was supposed to be this guy that was going to be a big vet in the locker room, who's going to be around the young guys. He's supposed to be what they want Eric Gordon half, to be, right? <laughs> and he hasn't been there for half the season. And it's like... Right. It's strange, but I do understand how tricky it can get, like politics-wise and and just NBA roster-wise. Because now, in the at the beginning of the season, the way I understood it was the young players, like those guys, have looked up to John for almost half of their lives. Like he's John is a huge figure in the NBA, mm-hmm. especially with the, with the kids growing up. So when he wasn't playing, they were kind of confused as well. Like guys in the roster were confused, like what's going on. But obviously now, as time goes on, games go on, you you, you realize that the ball needs to be in. Jalen Green's hands it needs to be in Kevin Porter Jr.'s hands. It needs to be in Josh Christopher's hands. So having John around the team or on the floor, it, it could you know, hurt that process of development. But the money is a lot. And I and I, I get it why teams have been hesitant to make a deal on him because you know the injury history and everything. And John is not, I wouldn't put John in the same class as like a Derrick Rose or like a Kemba Walk in the sense that you do see like an 18 to 20 minute role is best for them. John still thinks he can be that guy. And he's only 31. Right. You know that I, I thought it was 33, 34. He was only thirty one, <laughs> and he, as it looks like, he looks like like he's in great shape. Um, I just don't know what you can do because if they're not going to be do a buyout, then your only option is that rest deal or something with the Clippers maybe in the offseason. Like I, it's it's just tricky right now. It's it's a it's a mess. Da, I thought it, he was going to the Wizards after the Bill news. <laughs> oh my God! Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so so I, I had a, I had this crazy theory 
during the whole trade deadline week of John to DC for um, Spencer Bertans, and I think it was something else. It was just, it was so idea basic, my head basically the deal they made for for Porzingis. <laughs> right, right, right. The Porzingis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have like, been funny. It would have been funny as hell, but then Brad got shut down, so it didn't exactly. make any sense. So uh, I would have loved to see the look on Beal's face if they did that deal. <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> uh, it's funny. To, it's crazy to me, though, that John helped John helped Tyreek Evans, who ain't been in the league in three years, get back in the league, and he can't play. <laughs> just, that's just crazy <laughs> to me. Tyreek yeah. Evans is back in the league before John Wall. That's insane. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. The price tag you know, is different. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's a right? that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a crap ton of money, man. Like, it is a lot of money. Look, you can't, and there's no buyout. There's no number that makes any sense for either side. Like, no matter what you came up with, it wouldn't make sense for both sides. Like, John, John shouldn't take a twenty-five million dollar haircut, and the Pistons shouldn't pay him forty-five million not to play. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't. Nothing makes sense on that contract. So. I know I understand why a buyout doesn't make sense. I never really thought the the Westbrook thing was was real, real, but it sort of theoretically at least made some sense. Right. It, but it would come back to again. Now you got to buy Russ out because Russ ain't going to stay there. <laughs> Russ don't want to be there. So you're in the right. same problem. That's why I didn't think it would make sense. But from a practicality standpoint, yeah, it's okay. I I do hope that they do something with John in the off season because I. Look, I don't know how much John's got left, but I know John can still play in this league. You can't tell right. me John Wall can't play in this league. Right. You know, for a good team, by the way. You know, for not for team, no yeah. buster team, for a good team. Um, and helped him now. He's got it, like you said, he's got to accept a different role maybe than he than he than he wants to, but I think he can still play. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Wanna get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Do you think, well, you've been around him for a long time and you were there in DC whenever he had that big deal. Do do you see him potentially like ego-wise? Because I know I've seen a lot of players have that, 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 that difficulty trying to transition into a less of a role. Do you see him potentially being like going the Derrick Rose route or going? Because I remember there was a column you had about that was great yeah. about how he should follow those guys in their footsteps. But do you like you knowing John Wall? Do you think it's he can actually do John. that? No, that's hard for John. Even with John. the other route, the Iverson route being so obvious, yeah, like this, you no, see where this is. John. It's like John in the Matrix that, where it was like John, you don't want to go down that road. Right. You've seen where it ends. John is right. on that Carmelo tip. I'm just, I just think John, it, it's going to take him a while. To say, okay, this is what I need to do to stay in this league. You know, like, John just feels like what he always said when he was up here was people don't understand how much pain I was in when I played. And he's absolutely right about that. He's absolutely, he's 100% right about that. But none of that matters because the, the injury changed how you can play, or at least how long you can play. 
Like, you just can't play 38 minutes a game no more. You know, like, you have to accept that. And I just don't think – I'll put it this way. John certainly wasn't going to accept that on Houston. You know what I mean? Like, he's not right. going to say – Yeah. You know was, what I mean? He wasn't, like, gonna, he wasn't getting down for that here. No, no, no. no, he no. He's not. never going to accept that from Houston. And I, and I sort of understand his point. I also understand that point. There's no point in drafting Jalen Green second if you're not going to give him the rock. You know, that makes no sense at all. So, I understand what they were, what they were saying. Right. So right. that's why it's just unfortunate. And this is the problem with Supermaxes. I keep just, other than Steph, show me the Supermax that worked. That's what I've asked people for the last year and a half. Show me the Supermax that's worked. Because at the end of the day, you're Team light guys. skin. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the only ones that worked. You know, the other ones, everybody, I mean, KD, you know, I mean. Yeah. But other than, I mean, Westbrook, look. Russ a good player. At least he was a good player until this year. He was good last year in Washington. He was a good player last year. But it's hard, man. It's hard to to justify that because you just you have so much tied into him. There's very little you can do with that player once right. you sign, once you give him that money. So But 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 isn't it almost like a catch twenty two with those yeah. supermaxes because you, you're in a type you kinda have to give him that money. You yes. Know? When yes. you look at the business of the league and how much money players are bringing in on, on the marketing side and, and commercials are like you kind of have to Give him that money, but then after a while, if he's not going to stay there for five, six, five, six years, yeah, there's going to have to be. There will be a reckoning. Kind of dicey. Yeah. Frankly, I think there's going to be a reckoning in the next collective bargaining agreement. I think these owners are about tired of this stuff. You know, did Giannis get the supermax? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He got the supermax. Well, I think the Ben Simmons thing. I think the Ben Simmons thing more than anything will be at the forefront because you can't have. You can't have that kind of situation again because the owners are going to be like, what the hell? Like, why? Yeah, gonna- well, they already are, I think. <laughs> ben and John and other, you know, guys saying, I'm just not going to play. You know, for whatever reason, I'm not playing. And James Harden slow walking his way to two different teams now. You know what I mean? Like, they just, it's, you know, their owners didn't sign up for this. I just think there's going to be a reckoning. I really do in the next collective bargaining agreement where they're going to they demand to some kind of. Of where course they, they did. Of course they did. Of course, Yo, it did. I'm not saying okay. I'm sympathetic to it. How was it? How was it like, say, 15 years ago? Like the landscape, you know, with with the with the with, with where the money is now. Yeah. How was it 15 years ago in the when, sense of how are players reacting to those big deals and how are owners? They locked. They shut the league down when Kevin Garnett got 125 million. The league was shut down. <laughs> they almost canceled a season because Glenn Taylor gave him that contract. And they went, the other owners lost their minds. <laughs> so what are you doing? You can't pay that guy this much money. And so now you're getting contracts for twice that amount. So there will be a reckoning this time too, you know? So right. um, now I don't know what they can really ask the players to give up that they haven't already given up because they've given up a lot of money. You know, they went from 57% of BRI down to 48, you know, so they're, wow. they've given up a lot yeah, already. It's a lot of cheese. And the players at least... The last time we're not going to go below forty eight. They they were talking about forty five and no 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 no. So I don't know what you can do, but there'll be something. But let's talk. I, I don't want to talk about collective bargaining because people will get bored with that. Let's. Right. I want to talk about Harden. You know him well. You know you know his 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 group well. Right. Um, did you did you have any doubt that he was going to wind up in Philly after? No, no that was the only place that would make. That sense, was the only right? place because. Even going back to whenever we were on the deal uh, this time last year, you know, it was it was always supposed to be Philly. 
Right. Right. Like they had the whole push. And James, I've been around him long enough to understand. People, yeah, the memes and everything about the club, everything, but he's he's a very much lifestyle oriented kind of player. Mm-hmm. And that's why Houston was such a good home for him. He was able to establish his business here at 13, the restaurant, the lounge or whatever. <clears throat> Brooklyn was just different. Like living in New York, like is different. Like even as far as simple things like parking, like mm-hmm. everything is built from the ground up. It's not wide. And Houston, yeah. you have a lot of space. Philly, you can, you know, everyone knows Principle, but you can have space with if you want in Philly. You can live comfortably. McMill, uh, Ruben, all those guys, they live like they're billionaires. So they you're able to live a certain kind of lifestyle and James and on the court too, it made sense too. Like Joel Embiid is playing the best ball of his life. You don't want to waste that. You just seen the stuff with Kyrie and KD, you know, that's kind of a question mark in there as is. Yeah. Um, and the team and the Joe Harris thing's not being talked about. That's another thing that that was up in the air too. So Absolutely. it made sense kind of skipping town, but you know, I knew it was going to happen. Just everything, everything was on the, on the wall already. You already, James is 33, time's not on his side. He has he had to, he's the one player I think um getting a championship would would you know put a lot of people, you know, to the side. Mm-hmm. And that, that have been criticizing him in his career and his shortcomings and stuff like that. But yeah, I just think if it was gonna be Philly or nothing. You, you know what's interesting to me is like James Harden doesn't talk a lot, right? And I don't think he's anti-talking. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> hear him a lot. Right, so don't I, talk to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But he right, clearly, right, right. he yeah. clearly talks. Right, he's clearly got yeah. a personality. But he just, all, like, he ain't in the video. Right, like, he ain't all in the video. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm curious what makes James Harden happy on the court. Right, we, we've seen how he play. We've, we've actually seen him play two different styles now. We saw right. we saw the point guard, the like the true point guard version of him in OKC. Then he got back right. to that in Brooklyn. We saw the you know ISO heavy like bucket getter, like super like productive offensive player. I'm curious what what makes James Harden happy on the court. What's what's he looking for? What does he want? He's looking for help. Um, whenever you, whenever you came to Brooklyn and you saw when Kyrie said that he was going to be the point guard, I think James, we saw a new James. He was pretty much fine with taking 14, 15 shots and allowing Katie and Kyrie to cook. I think now going to Philly, you could see that similar thing, especially with Tyrese Maxey coming up with, with Joel Embiid being there to help. I think James will be fine taking 14 shots, getting told. He want to be that PG if again, it, again, huh? Yeah. If it means, if it means that, if it means that Joel Embiid is going to give you 33 and 15 every night, <laughs> and they're going to coast to because he doesn't want to be a guy. You're, for, for so long, he was seen as this Iron Man. He was going to well play through anything nine, 10 years in the league straight. Now it's kind of breaking down a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little hamstring here, wrist here, finger here. That adds up. And, and at his age, for the kind of style of basketball he plays, your hamstrings are your most like he needs that deceleration and that stop and go. So what makes James happy is winning. And he hasn't been able to win at the highest level to this point, which is kind of why you see him getting fed up at times and wanting to go to different situations. And now coming into Philly with Joel Embiid at the top of his game, uh, I think allowing him to keep playing his game and not to take off that path, being in a comfortable environment is what makes him happy. Does he, I mean, to Marcus's point about not talking, does he care what people think about him? I know he sees the memes. He sees no. He, sees he doesn't. All that. He doesn't. James doesn't care what anybody says about him. Like if you if you've been around him long enough, he's extremely hilarious. Like mm-hmm. he's one of the funniest guys I've ever been around. Um, 
and he's always like cracked on me and stuff like that back in Houston, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I, I told a story. I remember back in the day, right after the league shut down, um, he was at this like this spot called Prospect Park. I'm not even been to Houston. It's like a sports sports bar, sports lounge, and you know the league had shut down, so I wasn't sure of when I was going to see another another NBA player again. And I got word that he was over there, so I tried to you know, get a quote, do my job, trying to see mm-hmm. if I can talk to him about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I have my mask, I have my gloves, and and he's over there chilling. And then <laughs> I'm by the bar, just trying to look cool, post up with drinking the water. Um, he he looks, he comes over to me, he looks me up and down. He said, "Hey, take the fucking gloves off, man." <laughs> <laughs> and he's all, he's always good that just goofy and just like he's always cracked me. And, and, and me and him are real, or, or had that good that good bond, and that's what kind of helped my you know my time covering him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so hold James, on. James you was trying to be guy. cool at the bar with some gloves? Not we, we, we ain't talking <laughs> about we ain't talking about fancy no, gloves. We talking glo- about I don't want the, no germs the, gloves, right? Yeah, yeah, no germs gloves. Yeah, put the medical. This dude the at the bar team. with the water and some medical gloves on. Trying Should've to look like an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like my man it. from from ER. What's my man's name? <laughs> Eric LaSalle from ER. <laughs> yeah, but you should have some think, scrubs on you know, while you was at it. You know what I mean? He's, 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 he's a good guy. It's just that, you know, in this league, whenever you put yourself out there and you make certain claims, things add up. People see that. The Dwight Howard stuff. You know, yeah. They chose they chose James, you know, with Chris Paul. You know, a move that this team will regret for the next <laughs> 500 Ever. years. <laughs> they chose they chose James. Yeah. You know, the rush trade, which was one of the, you know, which was which was bad for the team. It kind of set them back too. Yeah. He chose James. Yeah. And then in the end, he just and chose then, himself. Yeah. You know, yeah. so right, right. And you see how everything has a domino effect. It kind of it forced the Rockets to go into a rebuild mode where if you would have asked them a year, a year and a half ago, they would think that they were gonna be on a run for the next yeah. four or five years. Yeah. So, you know, everyone gives them credit. Everyone gives them credit for going toe to toe with Golden State because that's actually where I think in the next thirty years, what we'll, we'll look back at this moment and say the Warriors were so dominant, and the Rockets were the, kind of the only team that. That's the look. James Harden is highly criticizable, but <laughs> bro, he had <laughs> the Warrior like one of the all time yeah. great teams. I don't. I, I was just On curious if he. If he wants to change his style of play, or he wants to be point guard because he's like that didn't work. Like, no, it actually, really, it really worked. No, it, worked. it actually it really worked. worked. Like, I covered the Warriors; they were never more shook than when yeah. when they was like exactly. Game Seven in Houston, right? They having meetings right. on the bench and all that, right? So, to me, it like worked. That's why I was curious about like how does he view that, and did he see himself as not happy? Because I mean, he pushed. They pushed that team more than anybody, right? Like, yeah. and I mean, obviously Cleveland pushed them, but that's LeBron, right? We expect that from LeBron. So, right. I mean, really, it's LeBron and 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 Harden and Chris Paul, like the number two on the teams that right. actually dealt with them. So, to to view that kind of as like a failure is is weird or something. Like, I think in twenty no, years, when social yeah, media yeah. is like don't don't matter anymore, we'll kind of understand it, but. Yo, I mean, say what you want about it, but like it was effective. That chunk worked. It was effective. And and I think eight to seventeen, eighteen, obviously it stung, but what really, you know, pushed them over the edge was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Because that's where that's where it ran out. Yeah. CP goes down, Harden goes on that quote unquote unguardable tour where he's scoring 30 every night. Yeah. And then, you know, 
CP finally comes back. And go back to that series. CP wasn't great for the first four games of that series. And everything in James' mind is like, oh, my God, here we go again. Like, this dude is not – I can't rely on him. And then game six, he actually is playing well. And then you're seeing the styles clash. Like, CP wants the ball. James is like, no, get the hell out the way. This is my team. I'm going to do it my way. And you see them on the bench going at it. And you see Mike D'Antoni just in the middle, just just shook because he can't do nothing about the situation. That point is too far gone. Yeah. And at that point, James is like, "Okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore." And like the Warriors were such a big cloud over their head because everything that was done was to beat those guys. Yeah. And yeah. and it was a collective failure, not not <laughs> in the sense of they messed up, but internally they fit. They feel like they failed because. They put everything on the table to be. Well, nice. they did. They did fail to be sure. I mean, they especially like you said, like yeah, the game six. Yeah, it was, that's, yeah. that's that, that, that was, was their, that was that was their shot. Yeah, that was their yeah, shot. That was embarrassing. Yeah. They, they had out the ropes. They had Katie out the. Steph uh, drops thirty three in the second half on your court. Yeah, that's right, right, it's, right. It's, it's crazy. And so I think from that point on, you can kind of see James' demeanor kind of change a little bit, where it's mm-hmm. almost like he's almost resigned to this fact that he's just gonna get there and never get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And then you see the, the Brooklyn thing come along and that gives him new hope. Okay, Durant's here, Kyrie's here. I can coast to a ship. Yeah. Injuries happen. Yeah. Injuries happen again. Because remember, they were up on the on, on, on Milwaukee. They had a... Sure, sure. Well, he, was hell, he wasn't there the whole... I mean, he was barely there the whole series. So, I mean, if yeah. he's healthy, they probably beat Milwaukee. He just want to have something did. at the end of the game, huh? Like, like at the end <laughs> of the game, I want to have enough left... To be yeah, able to yeah. do something or yeah. be with a guy who I know can finish what we got. Yeah. I mean, that may, I, yeah. I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. I just, just the idea, though, of James Harden possibly thinking like lesser of himself because of it, I just, I wouldn't be able to tolerate that. Like, that's, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, come right. on, bro. I mean, Reggie, well, I Reggie mean, didn't get there. Gary Payton no. didn't get there. Like, it's a whole list of dudes who will you just run against the all time great. Well, That's just true, what it is. True. But, 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 but. <laughs> Certainly early in James's postseason, he wasn't there neither. You know what I mean? Like, they needed him to be Superman in them early years when he was in Houston. And right. he brought... I mean, but he, he ran up against... I will say this, though. Like, whenever you talk about James' postseason, I think people do forget that he did help Okay, so you get to that finals. Like he was oh, no. the no question. The key. And I'm then, saying and, is, but that was at the. I'm talking but that about set the bar for what you expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then if you go back and look at those teams. Yeah. Those teams, some of them teams early in Houston that he took to, them teams was bare bone. If you look at the <laughs> roster, none of them guys is in the league anymore. Like the, the 14, 15 against the Warriors again. And, and, right, right, right. And, you know, I just think that. It's so unfortunate for guys to have run into those type of teams at that point in their career because you're only judged against them. Right, right, right. And only one team can win it all. And this Warriors team has been a dynasty, if you want to put it like that. It's been a dynasty. So so everyone that's fallen short, you know, because of we live in an age of social media and, you know, and granted, there have been some awful games from some. So let's let's get out the way. And it's the finishing part. If you look at his career in totality, like James Harden yeah. is one of the greats because oh, sure. the, yeah, sure. the shitload no he has to put on the teams he's carried to, to winning records and, mm-hmm. and the kind of players he's made better. He got Clint paid. Like yes. he, he's gone. He got like, he's gotten what AG like six man a year, like stuff like that. Those, those carry on. So I think 
for James at this point of his life, he just wants to chill yeah. and win. So I think yeah. going to Philly, if, if Joel can keep this up, I think they could be on a good path to do that. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Cause I, you know, he's played, James has primarily played with, you know, pick and roll lob bigs like, like right. Clint. Hey, look, anybody can play with MB. I mean, he's great. So I'm guessing there's maybe there's more pick and pop in that, in that line because Joel's not really a lob guy. You know what I mean? So, but I think there's ways they can play together. I'm not worried about the offense. I think they'll be fine offensively. Um, but I do wonder about one thing with the offense, and that's the spacing. Because when James was at his best in Houston, it was four out, one in, and sometimes it was five out, one in, none in. Right. He always had a place to go with the ball if things broke right. down. Just get a high ball screen and go. Can he do that with MB on the block? That's my only question. Yeah. Uh, just, and, that, and, that's and the only no question. Seth I had. to kick it to, right? I, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I, think, I think that answer lies in. Honestly, Tyrese Maxey, how much is he willing mm-hmm. to to let Tyrese cook? Mm-hmm. You know, because he said today like he's been he's seen the aggressiveness from from Tyrese, and that's why it's going to be a good part of this team. I just want to see if he's going to allow him to keep developing, because you know the tendency is when you come to a new team, the first game everyone's everyone's going to want to get you the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to show out, blah blah blah. Come playoff time, teams are going to game plan. They have been game planning for Harden for years. You know, the trap, yeah. get the ball out of his hands force the team to play four and three basketball. You know, can they break it down with the Joel on the block? Is, is, is it going to be now Joel has been playing so dominant where sometimes you just kick it to him and get out the way and mm-hmm. then get you a bucket. But I don't know if James and Joel are going to want to do pick and pop third times a game. Like their mm-hmm. games are, are different. Like they both <laughs> yeah. are good alone. Right. So um, it's going to take some getting used to. I want to see how doc rivers kind of, he might, he might honestly, you know, stagger, I that think he has to stagger their minutes. That might be the most effective. I think like, he has to. Yeah. Start the first five, six, finish the last five, six, and then mix and match in between. But because it could be, if it works, it's going to look deadly as heck. Like, it's I mean, you got to stagger for Maxi, right? Just for the sake of Tyrese Maxi. Yeah. yeah. He's earned that. Yeah. The, the thing about Harden that I, that I wonder about is, you know, this is, this is another situation where he's like, it feels like Harden's a type, yo, when I'm done, I'm done. Like I'm out. <laughs> like when I when I can't take it no more, I'm out. Uh, what what keeps him there? And we know Embiid is, you know, Ben Simmons is gone largely because Embiid don't he don't hold his tongue. He don't you know what I'm saying? No, he does not. Uh, what 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 prevents that from happening again? Is it Maury? Is it success? Merely they just have to win, or when this team hits some adversity, does Harden like, hey man? This ain't what I signed up for again. I think it's Mick Mill. <laughs> I think I think it goes back. To, I think it goes it goes back to the lifestyle thing. I think realistically, if James can get his feet wet in Philly and, and maybe bring another thirteen of business over there, I do think that he would be okay there for the next what two three years, yeah. three 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 seasons. Yeah. And, and I think Joel's what twenty twenty six. How old is Joel? No, he's older than that, I think. Isn't he? Hold on, let me, let me look it up. Is he 26? I thought he was older than that. Hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me look it up. MB, I'm looking it up right now. Birthday. You may be right. Jeez, 27. 27. He's 27. About to be 28. Okay. About to be 28. So he'll be 28 okay. next month. Yeah. So he hasn't. He realistically hasn't reached his prime yet. If you want to call this He's this in his version, prime. He's entering want, his prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's entering his yeah. prime. So yeah. if he can keep this up for next three seasons, I think James... 
James's play style is going to allow him to play this level. It might teeter off a bit, yeah, uh, in a year and a half or so. But you know, I think he could stay here. I, I just don't see everything that he needs is here in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a GM that he trusts yeah. that can put pieces around him, a star player that he can defer to at times and he can coast, a young, a young up and coming guard, um, three and D pieces around him, you know, and a, and a city where that's going to embrace him and he can you know, be comfortable. So I think yeah. it's kind of like the Houston model almost in the sense of, and that's why he was there for almost a decade because, yeah. do you, because he could, he could, go ahead, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Because, you know, realistically in Houston, if we were living in 22 times, 2022 times back in 2015, you could have said, why is James still around? Cause he, James was yeah. there for eight, nine years. He could have left after year four. Like if that was going to be the case, if yeah, 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 before, yeah. before the 17, 18 year, Mm-hmm, you know, after the, mm-hmm. the Spurs thing, that could have been a time where people were saying James could yeah. you know, get the hell out of town. So yeah, yeah. Um, all I'm saying is, don't, hey, hey. All I'm saying is, don't forget about Black Thought when he hanging with rappers. You know what I'm saying? You need to get some. You know what I'm saying? Get some wisdom. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you gonna hang with some Philly rappers, you know what I'm saying? Get a little time in there with Black Thought. Right. Right. <laughs> what are you saying, Matt? No, I was just wondering, like, um. Why do you think he didn't opt in? Because there was that story, there was a report he opted in and then they said, no, he didn't opt in. I just wonder, like, that still leaves you, like, possibly looking at free agency. Why do you think he, that would have been the easy thing to do is opt in? So there's no questions. Yeah, but I think James, you know, players, they generally love that free agency period. They like to feel wanted. You know, so even even if you know you're going to stay here long-term, it's nice to take some meetings sometimes. I mean, you've been in the business for, forever and you've seen there have been people that want you to take meetings even though you don't know you're going to be there you yeah, just yeah. take the meeting remember Tim just, Duncan took a thing. meeting remember Tim Duncan was- <laughs> Tim Duncan was a, was about this close to going to Orlando, Orlando that was, yeah I remember that, that was close right close, so close. I, I do think it might have been um it could have been a timing thing you know just the way of the deadline and everything but mm-hmm. I just think James really wanted to be a free agent just to just, just say I'm, I'm a free agent hmm. even if you're staying in Philly you know right Right. Well, I think he could work. I mean, it definitely could work in Philly, but Philly like a certain type of guy. James got to, you know, show his passion on the floor. Right. He has to get you know I mean? 110%. There's a right. reason they love, there's a reason they love dive, man. You know, I mean, sh- you know, he shot 38% or whatever. They didn't care because I right. brought it every night. You know what I mean? Like they didn't care. That's right. That's you know, right. that's why they love Daryl. That's why they love Brian Dawkins and they didn't love, you know, McNabb because the the perception was Dawkins bring it every night, you know? So, right. and so Philly likes that kind of hard nosed, you know, lunch pail kind of dude, you know? Right. They, are they are you implying that. that that's not James? Is that what? No, no. I'm just saying he, <laughs> if he wants to be loved in Philly, he's got to bring it. He got to die for those loose balls. What, he know he ain't that's getting. That's what they respond you know what to in Philly. That <laughs> man not that for no loose ball. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his thing, Kelly. <laughs> well, I don't think so. Hey, I, I do think there's another way to the heart of Philadelphian sports fans, and it is through the nightlife. You show sure you can hey. kick it with the people. You show, sure, hey, hey, man, look, Iverson garnered a lot of favor by kicking it with the people too, right? Like, that's true. Yeah, I'm right. out here in the streets of Philly. Let's go. And that's why I go back to saying the lifestyle is going to keep this man here. He's gonna, he's, he's comfortable now. He can get yeah, in the yeah. car, get in the sprinter. He don't have to worry about can we park here? You, yeah, yeah. it's going to be comfortable. Yeah, 
No, no question, no question. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining one Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's talk about your squad now. Uh, we talked about about James sure. forever, but what what the, you know the Rockets obviously in in major 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 rebuild mm-hmm. mode. But sure. they had that great little run. The, what they went seven straight, eight straight, something like that. Um, seven straight, yeah. yeah. And it's been kind of up and down since then. So where do they think they are on, on the rebuild? What, what are they looking at? Um, I think they're still evaluating. You know what's working, what's not. Um, I think this year, more than anything, is going to be about um, seeing what they have in those four rookies, you know, Jalen, Josh, um, Sangoon, <clears throat> and so let's start Usman Gruber because he's injured right now. But just seeing how how it's worked, how Kevin Porter and Jalen Green play together, how Sangoon is with the lineup, how he's played with Christian Wood hasn't been great, but how Sangoon has played with Jalen, building around those two young players moving forward, um, that's going to be the biggest thing. The wins and losses right now, nobody really cares yeah. because they weren't expected to win hell anything anyway this year for the next maybe two years, three years. So right now it's, it's, I always thought the most important thing for them was going to be to convert Kevin to a point guard, because if you get that right, everything becomes easier. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen's going to be fine. He's, he's, he's shown the flashes of talent that he has and he can be, you know, a go-to guy for years to come. Right now, he's still 19 years old, still a scrawny kid. He's going to have his bad games and rookie walls and stuff like that. Um, but the biggest thing for me was seeing that Shangun is going to be a quality offensive big uh, after he, he gets his years and lumps under his belt. Jalen Green is going to be a potent scorer. And Kevin Porter can be a serviceable, you know, 15-6 and six guy. And and if you have those three, you have a Josh Christopher that's going to be a glue guy that can that can help bring the team together. Now you start to build out the rest of your process. You, you, this year coming up, if you get a top three pick, you get a, a Paolo Banchero. Now you start cooking with gas now because you have a crap ton of cap space. Mm-hmm. You are in a state that has no income tax. You have the, the lifestyle that young players want. And you're going to have guys that are unselfish that want to play with other established names. So we could be looking at this team three to four years of – attracting high level for age just because of what they're doing right now. So mm-hmm. even though, you know, the fans don't like the basketball looks, the, the offense looks, whatever, the defense, whatever, I think they have a, they should have a big picture in mind three or four years down the line where you can see this team, you know, coming back to 
2017. I'm 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 super intrigued by this Kevin Porter situation. Uh, I mean, he's just so talented, right? Uh, and I, I love it. Like his mindset is different. Like you don't see many young right. guys trying to make their bones on defense, right? I mean, right, you saw right. like when yo he he like yo I'm about to guard you, Steph, right? <laughs> like I'm on you. Yeah, that type of <laughs> mindset. I'm curious who's. Who is that? Uh, who's who's the one in his head? Is it is it Steven Silas? Like, like yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your mind right. I'm gonna make sure I got the mindset. Is it Lucas? That's what I was wondering. Is it Silas or Lucas? Yeah. And I think I think when you look at Kevin Porter, people don't talk about that because the Rocket oh they've developed him into becoming you know a better defender than when he ever was. Like the Rockets are, I think they're six points better with him on the foot than they are off it, and he is someone that they can trust with those. Assignments. You saw how angry he was after Steph hit the hit the walk off on him because mm-hmm. he expects to be that guy to to take on those assignments. So man, he grabbed um, the shorts and everything, bro. Like he was <laughs> <laughs> he was he was clutching at, at everything because he knew what time it was. But but no, he, I I think this season for him has been one about growth. He you're seeing him. Obviously, the inconsistency is still is still there because he's still learning the position. That's the hardest position in sports. I mean, in basketball, the point guard, mm-hmm. um, because you have to do everything. You, you have to be the extension of the coach on the floor. And whenever you put in that situation as a young player in a young team, amidst the sea of inconsistency, you're going to have times where it looks ugly. But there have been enough games, there have been enough plays from him where I can see that this guy knows the game. He knows reads. He knows angles. He can get guys open. It's all mm-hmm. about how do you find that balance because he's still a scorer at heart. How do you find that balance between scoring or creating for others? How do you find a balance between giving another kick out to Jalen Green or taking a step back yourself, you know, because now you saw, he said, what, three or four leg game shots this season already. That gets to players' minds. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if people understand that, but people, those players do not forget any of that stuff. And in a perfect world, you want to have Jalen be that guy. But, you know, how's that going to work out in the next couple of seasons? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He splashed that one in D.C., man. You know who they could use, <laughs> D.A.? You know who he could use to help him understand – the value of getting guys open and not necessarily shooting the ball. You know who a really veteran mindset he needs to be next to? John Wall. (laughs) You know what's crazy? I originally thought coming into the year, before this whole thing went crazy, I thought that they were all going to put together. I thought it was going to be John the one, John the two, Kevin the three. Because I thought that you could put KPJ in that kind of wing creator role, even if he's not a traditional point guard, he could still mm-hmm. he's still good enough to make plays for others. Like a you know, like a um like an Iggy type, you know, still can mm-hmm. set guys up. Yeah. Um but obviously that hasn't happened. So they kind of thrust me to that situation, you know, in cold feet head first, but you know, we'll see how it shakes up. Man. I, I like Banchero, but I think Jabari Smith will be nice. So that Jabari, Jabari, I think I think I think Jabari, I think the sexy pick is is obviously going to be Banchero. Yeah, but Jabari, Jabari Smith, nice man. That kid brings nice. it. He's nice. He gets the, he gets I need the to game. see them NIL deals at Auburn. Like, what? <laughs> 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 what they doing over there? What's Bruce Pearl right? up to? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either one of them will be fine. That's I think that's either one of those guys will be a perfect fit there. Eko, are you in Philly, man? You, you trailing your man around? What you doing? In Philly? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> 
in a, he's in a secret location hey, he, he, hey, I'm, I'm, known I'm as the, the streets <laughs> in the Philly streets ain't, nah, ain't no I, dry I, snitching I, man we good I, 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 I ain't out there man I'm, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm nah, one of the good guys he, man. he's somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> man, he's got a girlfriend, man, and a job. He's a respectable citizen, man. Jay, Jay, edit, edit that out. He wears a blazer. Dogs, Eco, man. Thank you for joining us, Brohim. Appreciate it. Hey, man, man. I'm Appreciate so it. proud of you, bro. Like, I, I, yes, I remember. Yes, you. I remember, <laughs> man. Like, it, it wasn't that long ago. Like. To get to it where to get to I, where you are in this fast, bro. To get to where you are, man. Dude, look at you. Yeah, don't make me start crying on this thing. I'm done. It was a long time. Yeah, I don't know if you know that story. Mt. Hey, Mt. Is the reason why. I remember, I man. Like he was. Look at this. Look at him now. Look at they grow up so look fast. Look at, look at our look at our young eco. Look at him. Dopest nickname in sports journalism history. <laughs> Ecosystem, that's so fire. I'm jealous. That is just it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, perfect. Like, you came out like I, I hate look, this. You couldn't do better than that. You can't top that. Man. Man. You're done. Just Come give on, up. Man. Systems. You already know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Man, stay well, safe. Stay safe guys, wherever man. you at, man. And <laughs> wherever you at in these streets. Wherever you at, stay safe. <laughs> Mommy Houston, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Man, That's thank funny. you all for listening. As always, check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Leave them five-star reviews. Marcus, if it's less than five stars, what do these folks need to do? They need to leave that five star because if it ain't five stars, we're going to have Kelly come find you in these streets. In you know what I'm saying? You don't want, want Kelly come, come and find you. Whatever you want. Wherever, wherever John Wall is, too, he'll come find you. <laughs> <laughs>